Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodman, your host. This podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer and artist and will provide inspiration and tips from top professionals in the field. Today's guest is Pac Gallego. Hello. Hello, and he's a board game designer for 10 years. He's from Barcelona, Spain. We met here in Frankfurt, Germany at the Frankfurt uh, Book Fair. And uh, I'm very excited because I've not talked to somebody before who is a uh, game designer, specifically on cards and board games. So welcome, Pac. Hello, I'm welcome. I'm happy to be here. Great. Yes. Yeah, so um, he's uh, obviously Spanish, and so we're going to make this go because there's a lot of, of uh, listeners all over the world, and I want to uh, address this subject of, of gaming because there's a lot of people that want to become creators of games, whether board game or card game. So to begin with, tell me a little bit about yourself and your company, uh, GDM Games. Yes, I started as a gamer, as a player, and I played a lot of card games. Uh, I, I can remember the start of Magic the Gathering of BTs and playing and be on the top of the world players. And after that, 10 years ago, someone told me, okay, why you didn't, uh, why you don't do your own game? And, and here begins EDM games. I start with a game, the, the name in Spanish is Guerra de Mitos, uh, in English is Mits at War. And it's a kind of collective color game, a CCG. And after 14 expansions, with different mythologies, it's a game about mythology. We started with uh, Japanese and Norse, then the, uh, Mexican and, and Greek, and, and a lot of mythologies inside the, the game. So as I see, there was a, a lot of Spanish other authors wanted to be published. And then I started the company, GDM, mm-hmm. as well, with taking the name of the, of the first game, to start making more games and more kinds of games. Good. Um, it's interesting you talk about this because Larry Elmore is an artist. He's one of the judges for the Illustrators of the Future Contest. And he was one that first created all the art for Dungeons and & Dragons. And um, maybe you've heard of that game. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, yes. sure. And um, yeah, so he's, he's very famous. But again, I've never talked to somebody about games and gaming. So I guess the first thing that I'm interested in is, I guess it's important to yourself to know games. So on doing games, you have art, but also there's the whole strategy of the game too. How do you, how does that, how does one create a game? Yeah, it's, uh, it's something really in the middle. Uh, what, uh, when I start, I know I want a, a collective card game. It's a game where you can choose your cards. The, the first ones was uh, Mario the Gathering. And, and the author, uh, well, it was playing a, a poker play and, and he gets angry and he's, he said, okay, if I can choose the cards, I always win in this game. So this is not a funny game. So I'm going to create a game where I can choose the cards I'm going to play. So basically, uh, the the collective card games are games with a uh, hundred and hundred of cards. You choose your 40 or your 50, you choose your deck, and 
you have to try to to win against other players' decks. So you have to take uh, in account everything and every card in the game. So uh, what I do, uh, I choose uh, mythology because I really like mythology and, yeah. it's, a, and it's a free license uh, with a barrier of, of background on the rear. And we create something uh, again with uh, where God came to the to the actual world, mm -hmm. and they have to win power. So the first was to make the mechanics. Okay, the games have a, a force value and a defense value and a magic value, and these gods have to be power. And the power was uh, represented by some tokens you can put inside and when people believe in this good uh, they win power or you lose power no and and the main mechanic is you use your power to put this get to to put these gods into play so you are using your life because your power is your life the power of the whole mythology and these gods fight for you so yeah there is a lot of mathematics uh, mathematics on the rear yeah because that's something i just I see games, okay, good, yeah, they're playing games, but there's got to be something behind it that makes it really interesting and that challenges you. Yeah, it's something like well, when you are going to write a novel mm -hmm. and you make the characters a uh, sheet, it's something similar, but for every card. So every card have to, to, to have uh, some stats, and all the stats have to be similar to the other one, but not the same. Because if it's the same, it's, uh, yeah, there's no it's, yeah, it's not challenging, it's, it's not funny, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not a game. Yeah. So it's something like this. No? So, uh, and you can balance it with the price of, of every car. Uh, a good with just uh, a cost of one power, uh, don't have any ability, don't have uh, many force, don't have anything. No? Uh, so you make the sheet of every good with all the all the characteristics they have, the force, the, the action, you have to evaluate the action. I, I put mm -hmm. sort of between one or three points for the action. And this gives you the cost of the card, because in, in power inside the game. And after that, of course, you are doing a, a game about mythology. And every god have to, to have a story. So in the card, there is all the stats, there is the ability or the special ability if they go to have, and some text with the flavor of the of the game. No? And, mm -hmm. and with these games, we start to do. Uh, I'm happy to to say always that uh, what, what we want is to make the uh, the game world more narrative, with mm -hmm. more stories. So uh, during the tournaments, the people winning sometimes can decide the next mythology we are going to put in play or if some of any of the goods is is banned from the game from some mods so there there was a narrative between one and, and another expansion and in the end we we published a small novel about the the things happening to the gods inside the game wow so you first conceived of the game and you did all the background on it, which is all the, you said the, you know, the, like the mathematics. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, the, the mathematics. Yeah. 
Yeah, so basically uh, it's to balance the, the game. No, uh, in in the in Mythic War, you start with a pantheon, with a card that gives you an ability as a as a mythology, uh -huh. with some points of of power, represented by a right. token. Okay, you use these tokens. You can put it in a top of of cards to put it in play. These gods have a, a cost in power, and when you fulfill the, all these costs, you can put it in play to fight with you. So, yeah, you have to try to balance. To uh, both players have the same feeling they can win at the at every time. Right. So the numbers of of the cost and the force and and the value of the of the action on the card have to be very balanced. I get it. And then, are there also cards too where you lose power? Some cards has uh, just power. Some have just attacking force. When you say force, what does that mean? Yeah, there is a fight every every turn. There is a fight between gods, and this fight, the gods can use the power, can spend some of of the power to increase the force or to decrease the force of the other of the mm. other gods. And uh, in this battle, the player winning the battle take uh, power to the other god, to the other mythology. Right. So uh, when one of the mythology go, uh, arrives to zero, lost, and and the other gets it, all the power. I get it. And when you do these games, you can have many players. It's from basically for two players, a confrontation. Mm -hmm. But there was a multiplayer game uh, when where you have to catch the people on your right and the people on your left is trying to catch you. I get it. Now, I know and I found in some of the books that we publish, because we publish all the um, fiction books of Elrond Hubbard, and we have one book called Mission Earth, and the uh, narrator or the person who's talking that is actually a bad guy, it's his confession you know, to all the crimes he committed. But when people write about the book, more people identify with the bad guy than with the good guy. So do you have, like, do you have bad gods and good gods? Yeah, of course. Of course. I, maybe it's not good or bad, but you can identify as, as good. As, or, yeah, like or, in Norse, or as, you got Loki, who's like considered kind of bad, and Thor, which is good, you know. Um, yeah. But some people like Loki better. Yeah, some of the mythology like, like Japanese is represented, but most of the of the good gods, no, they are they are good to be with people. And something like a Mexican uh, mythology, gods are are bad and they want blood and and sacrifices. So yeah. That, okay, so do you say. find that more people identify with the good gods or the bad gods? I think it more with the goods. <laughs> But uh, maybe it's, uh, it's not so far. Maybe it's a 60-40. Wow, yeah. Because I'm, I'm surprised because I, I like to identify with, I'm an optimist. And I like to think that things will come out good in the end. But some people are like, nah. No, no, it's, uh, it's, it's one of, of our last games that is based in a novel. It's called Wahoot. And it's a game like cheese, chess. Chess. I chess is a family from chess, and confrontation is not needed at all. You have only to to 
take your army and go to catch the this beast called Squahut. But people, when play, always fight. Always, always. And, yeah. and I said, okay, confrontation is not needed. You, you just have to catch. No, but when you're in the way and there is another army in the, in the same way, you want to, do, to fight. fight. So, yeah, there, there is a, a, a bad uh, sensation always on the rear. Yeah. So, now how long does it take to create a game? It depends. And one of the things that I, I like to do is to make some, some series. It usually takes me about one year with testing. But before this year, um, until you have the inspiration of uh, what you want to do, uh, sometimes it's just one week or, or, or three years or four. <laughs> No? When you find it, yes, one year of development of the of the mechanics. What I try to do is to do original things. So I go to funny things to do. Mm -hmm. I try to make a, a new mechanic with the, with this uh, thing that is funny in the real world. Uh, for example, we have a game about uh, sea wing. There are some monsters, and mm -hmm. you have a string, and you have to see you depending on the pattern you uh, shown in the cards. Or one about uh, sing. It's it's not something new, but it's something new in the game because singing is, is something that can be happy, uh, it can be funny. Yeah. And we pass it to a to a game. Or for example, one of the of the series that it's more known. We have it in twenty five languages. Is it's a, a series called Sherlock Q System, where you have to discover uh, a mystery. So that, it's Sherlock Holmes. Like yeah, a, it's Sherlock something Holmes. funny. We did a very easy mechanic everyone can play. And in the end, uh, you are doing this, uh, and it's a game, no? And, but you are solving a, a right. real crime. So you've been doing this for 10 years. So how many games have you done in 10 years? Uh, by myself, I am author of 32 board games, uh, two video games, two card games for, for mobile, for, for, for fun. And in the company, we have uh, 140 different wow. titles. So I'm not that familiar w with games. So when you make them, is, how, do you, how does... How do they get promoted? How do people find out about them? Is it in game stores or is it on the internet because you've got GDM games so people find it there? How, that's a lot of games. Yeah, sure. Uh, as, as with the book uh, world, we go to conventions. Uh, games uh, can be found in, in game stores and sometimes in, in bookstores um, or geek stores. Yeah. Anyway, and with our games, we we try always to go to to bookstores too, because they are uh, cheap games uh, with some narrative and and of course this is uh, in Spain. I I came to to Germany a lot of times to to game fairs. Some of the games are multilingual. Uh -huh. uh, we published four or five languages in the in the beginning, but with the more narratives, uh, what we do is. Uh, is to find partners. 
for example, Sherlock in in USA is called the Sherlock Files, and it's done by, done by a company called Indie War Games, and it's uh, quite different. But uh, yeah, maybe you can't uh, find GDM on the on the box, but the, it's it's a still our game. I think it's a uh, it's something very very close to Book World. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I mean, I see people and I hear people. And games is, uh, you know, board games. And I've, I mean, I used to play like Monopoly and, um, you know, some of those, this is back when I was a, a, a little, a wee one. And so I never got into, and the first breakout board game was, and cards, or card game rather, was um, Dungeons and Dragons. And that was, you know, people really get into the whole beingness of their of their character. So, how much of it do people do people with your games? Do they do costumes? Do they do um, other things where they start becoming those those gods or those characters? Yeah, yeah, of course. And we also have something very close to to RPG to role play games. Yeah. In fact, we do. Uh, we have two role play games for children. One about pirates and one about uh, time traveling, but we have something very close that is a uh, murder mystery, and everyone has to represent uh, one character. And of course, we want the people uh, play, uh, play and do, do the whole costume. Yeah, everything. yeah, sure, sure, because it's more immersive. You are yeah. more into the to the character. Yeah, and it's a uh, very funny that with this series, it's for seven to nine people playing, and with publish it in in spain some people say well it's too much and, and we don't have uh, all these friends who play the, but when people play one they want to play it, uh, all the series good so you you mentioned and i know that there's you have to keep on creating new levels or new layers for a game because once people master it it becomes boring unless you give them the next challenge is that how does that work? No one have to to master in this this kind of yeah in in RPG yes yes you you have to master but the uh, the main thing we did with the murder mystery is a mechanic with cards in order no one have uh, needs to to master so everyone can play and it's funny for everyone so so you can keep on playing it over and over and yeah. over again you won't it doesn't run out yeah yeah I think uh, from Ten years ago, people was uh, was more into read uh, to read uh, the instructions, and and I think now we need to to make it more easy for for everyone. One mm -hmm. of the keys of the in in the company is to make very simple rules with uh, with deeper strategy and with some narrative but the rules have to be very simple because people don't want to to waste one hour reading rules right so yeah i was just curious because like for me i would have to i want to read the rules and i want to be able to make sure i get it right and know things and so to get started in a game the simpler it is i guess the the the, the better it is accepted if it's simple to understand to play, but complex and yeah, I think it's it's the 
is the point you have to to go with if you do a board game of course there is another school uh, trying to make a very board games uh, overproduce board games no? uh, sometimes to sell it in, in kickstarter so it have to be yeah. big too yeah. <laughs> and and these people try to make a lot of examples and a lot of things in the rules but i think the the good point and for people living now that uh, you don't have the attention uh, for more time will have to be very simple and and then you play a lot of times and you discover more things into the game no it's it's uh, that makes the, sense the design have to be uh i like to say in in, in some levels no when you play the first time you can play just putting the cards in the on the table but you learn while playing that there is a lot of more strategies you can do and and you try it later i get it so now like your 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 top board game is what is it is the sherlock one yeah it's the sherlock one so when you start with sherlock then do you come up with sherlock 2 sherlock 3 sherlock 4 or are there different levels or different things that you add to it yeah we start with three cases of sherlock so there are three stories. So we we have writers working for. Oh, good. Yeah. So this is a part the Sherlock that, series. Hey, listen up, everybody. This is where your cue now is writers. Yeah, and we started with three, two medium level of of investigation and and one hard level. Yeah, but after that, I think it was uh, the number twelve. I think well, we did a a far west series. We print uh, by three because to, to make more, to have more position in the, with the display in the, in the right. stores. Sure. Okay, good. So we, we print three by three, but we did three about the Far West and then about the, the Middle Ages. And now- This is all Sherlock. All Sherlock, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's investigation. Yeah. In fact, the, the real name is Q system, but we change it after the, after the first one, as we were nominated to Spiel des Jahres, because it's uh, one of the biggest awards in the What's the award called? What's it called? The name is Spiel des Jahres. It's a, it's a German award. Okay. And we changed to Sherlock because people uh, know that it's an investigation. Yeah. You know that it's something. That, the first name was Q System, and the Q was, um, uh, I don't know the word. Uh, well, Q is is the um, yeah a lens yeah a lens. a lens okay good yeah, yeah. so oh, that's fascinating so that's you've won a major award for this for your Sherlock game yeah uh, we now we have thirty different cases we are in twenty five languages and we have sold a million and a half in uh, and Sherlock it was born five years ago. And it's still growing, and it's still uh, our all partners are still asking for more and more, more, more cases. cases. Yeah, and, and it's very funny to have uh, one of these series, no? Because the company goes along with the series, and you can do other games meanwhile. Yeah. So, how many books are connected with your Sherlock series? Books with uh, with Sherlock's. There are none, but uh, for example, with uh, with another series we have that is called Justice, where one of the players plays uh, as, a, as a liar, as a defense, and the other is uh, the fiscal. 
and and you have to to make a represent that way all the other players are are tribunal uh, one is based on, on Jack the Ripper mm -hmm. the second case is based on uh, Arthur Conan Doyle when uh, he come back and he write the, the dog of the Baskerville another writer says hey this is my book is not from Conan Doyle and, and this guy died one week later uh, this is a, a real oh. case uh, of course uh, the the game is only based on on the case and, and you can choose uh, Conan Doyle for this murder and for example Goku the the, the game I uh, I asked before is based on a, on a novel with the same name from a Spanish author. And when I read the novel, uh, I see the there was the, the characters play the game, and I, I write to the author and I say, okay, I, I think uh, it's very possible you have the rules of this game because uh, you really uh, explain a lot in, in the in the book. And he told me, yeah, yeah, of course I have the rules. And then we publish it. Oh, good. So um, I want to digress just a little bit. You said you created two video games. Yeah. So what made you want to do that? And what was that like creating the video games? Yeah. Um, it's very, very similar to create uh, board games. You have to, to, to take a... Um, in your mind, some different things like the the spending of the battery of the of the phone. You, you can do very large plays. So basically, after do Mids at War, uh, alone a British company uh, write me and say me, okay, we want to do a a car game for for mobile phones, and we want you as as the designer. So I start designer more or less the same. Instead of mythological gods, this game was about elves, humans, and dwarves, and some dragons. Mm -hmm. And I do the, the same, this kind of mathematics. I do the sheets, the sheets for, yeah. for each character. I put the numbers, and I didn't program. Uh, as, as I didn't... Uh, did, you de did you design the, the I, I the just graphics? designed the mechanics. No, no. Mechanics, the, okay. The, the, I'm horrible doing graphics. <laughs> 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 no, I designed the mechanics and we have a team uh, of, of art designers and, and programmers doing the, uh -huh. all the stuff. But for me, the design was more or less the same than do uh, the car games. Good. So... But you just did the two video games and that was it. You don't do that anymore? I don't know. I, I never say no. And I'm, uh, now I'm teaching in a Spanish university about uh, game design in a, in a cycle uh, about video games. But uh, the people now uh, have to know how to make games before doing video, video games. Video game, yeah. uh, basically, it's the same. And if, if he knows how to program and he's, he knows all the other, but they don't know how to make maybe games. Game, yeah. Games are not interesting. Right. So maybe at any point, if I have had some free time, maybe I will do more. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So what is the hardest part from you on 
on creating um, either a board game or card game? What's the hardest part? That's a, a difficult question. I think when you have uh, all the development is quite close. When I start to make a blind, a blind testing, uh, with what we do is to print a mock-up, something very similar to the final game, and give it to people who didn't play. Uh, give it to gamers. Uh, any any kind of players. Yeah. We did we make it with the gamers and with my mother and with <laughs> people that don't play anything. Uh, and you have to sit and say what what happens. If they understand the rulebook, if if they play uh, as you think you know, the game is, and this is a, no, I think it's the harder moment. Yeah. So then it's so testing. Yeah. So you've got to test it, and <clears throat> do you teach? Do you put together the whole game and test it, or do you do the first part and test it, and then you take the next level and test it, or? No, the first the first testing we did with uh, with the team with people who knows uh, how to play and and that's that's okay. No, uh, every time sometimes you have to to change completely one mechanic because it's not working or you have to take out uh, and, and save it for another game. But the the, the hard moment is when you think the game is finished and you give it to to people to play. And you have still to change uh, some things to to make it uh, comprehensible or or, yeah, or so, better to play. So they want to so they want to play your game instead of some other game. Yeah. So like on the timeline, so you conceive the idea of of creating a game, and then you say it can go sometimes for a couple of weeks or a couple of years. So how does that work then? So just walk me through the steps to. You have an idea, oh, I want a game with elves and dragons and and people. And we'll call it Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Not. But you say so you have this idea you want to do that. Now what? Yeah, the first is to to take documentation about the the team. Oh yeah. So you have to draw a timeline type thing or sketch out like yeah, the progression of them going from now, from the Shire to Mordor. You know, so you have to like sketch it out type thing. Yes, I make a schedule. Uh, I never uh, was on the on the timeline. <laughs> okay. So the first is, is to know uh, which kind of game you want to do and choose the mechanics. For example, with the Sea Wing game, uh, we know uh, we need a some things to see you and that's doing then you test the characters you 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 choose the characters you want to put uh, in the case of elves and dwarves and everything uh, maybe you have to to make some documentation about this wall or or if if it's a game about lord of the rings maybe you have to read before the the book and you have to take uh, some notes about the characters about the things you want to be inside the game. For example, uh, in, if it's a card game where characters have to fight, maybe you want to add some cards that are events that when it's revealed, something happens. No? And, and this can be important moments in the, in the book or, or in mm -hmm. the film. So first, you choose all these things. 
then you make a, a first prototype. Uh, what I do is put in uh, in paper, uh, in some cards, and I try by myself uh, in order to see everything uh, apparently works. After that, uh, test with, uh, with with player teams, with uh, sometimes with other game authors, to see if it works. You uh, you do a, a lot of changes between uh, this mm -hmm. process, and then it goes to the to the blind testing. When, when, uh, with other things and after that usually with blind testing that means you just give it to people and let them do it without yeah. you watching and, and you say nothing okay got and it. you have to to be there seeing what they do with your game without seeing nothing without saying oh you, you're not played uh, right no if, if they're not playing right it's because of uh, you didn't put it uh, right, right in the rules yeah after that you do a a mock-up with uh, with some art, with some artists. Uh, sometimes you have to to reduce the production because uh, you have to to take in your mind what's the public of the of the game. And, and usually you can't do games with a uh, forty dollars MSRP with a big box for children of eight eight years. No? So you have to try to arrive to to a production schedule. Uh, Depending on the on the public, yeah, you're going to to go. Sometimes you have to do some changes. Uh, sometimes even with the mechanics, we have to to make a, a small correction. And after that, uh, uh, we do the um, yeah the, the last testings and the all the art. Uh, we have some artists working. Yeah, so in the, the art, company. so you've got. Do you, is it all like computer, like Photoshop type, or is it done out? No, it's done by by illustrators. We have uh, two or three illustrators that are always working for for the company for GDM, and sometimes we choose uh, new new illustrators to try, but uh, always by illustrators. We make a list of every everything we need and. In, so in they game. paint it. They paint each. Yeah, they paint it by hand. Uh, some uh, use Photoshop too. Yeah, of course. But uh, usually we like a uh, painted. Sure. And then, so if you're using painters, it means you're not using AI. No. Good. More power to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's going to be a a tool for writers mm -hmm. and for, uh, for for artists but uh, i don't think it's going to replace the uh, the artist no i certainly uh, hope not i'm i like the real thing i mean i, I know for us cuz we have the the illustrators of the future contest which i've shown you a little bit about and we have it set up there so where someone it's, it's for people that want to be artists. You know, they want to be able to paint or draw or something like that and not learn how to give prompts to a computer. And so what we do is we ask for layered files of the final thing sent to us if there's any question because a computer won't give you layered files. It just gives you the final thing. So we can always tell if something is was done by the person or not. If they can give us, okay, here's the... Here's the earlier layered files of this of this art, and you know, okay, good. This is yeah, I, I, they created I, it. I do the same, but uh, I think it's uh, it's a new evolution. When when some years ago, Photoshop 
came into to yeah. the wall. Uh, it was it was another step, but I think is uh, yeah. IA is not higher than than yeah. the step with Photoshop. Yeah. So <clears throat> I know some of our judges liked using Photoshop because they have to paint. There's still the they have their their board and their brush that they use for for painting the picture. And I watch them and go, it's amazing what they do because it's very much that. Um, but sometimes then the client says, this is great, but I want a dress to be blue, not red. Yeah. So they go, click, and now it's blue. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a very useful tool. Yeah, yeah. But some of them like to paint the painting and then they scan it and then they can make the tweaks based upon what their... What their um, yeah. agent or whoever says to do so now when you do the so the cards are like what three inches by four inches the size of the cards it's like it's poker size so okay, okay good so these, focus with these games. Decks. so the uh the paintings the illustrations that you use are they like bigger and then they get reduced down or they actually paint them to the size of the no they paint it in in bigger size yeah and then, you, then after that for yeah, so promotion and for yeah, yeah it's it's better and uh, i think uh, for this kind of cards that it's uh poker size they do uh like an a4 so it's yeah. four or five times uh, the size of the card okay and then um because that's another piece of it too because so i've not done this interview before about card games, so now I've got, now what about this and what about that? So, so you paint it so it's A4, which is, um, I guess it for, in the US, that's a, bigger than this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like this size. Yeah, so yeah. In, in, like in America or in the US, that'd be eight and a half by 11 inches, <clears throat> which, which would be the, that equivalent of, of size. And then you then shoot it down, but you can also have then that art for use in promotion and marketing material. Yeah. yeah. So you then you do how many cards are in a deck? Fifty. In depending on the game, the uh, the usual we do uh, because of the printing sheets are one hundred ten. Is fifty five cards, but uh, with the Sherlock lines uh, is thirty three because we put three games in a row. That's why. Why we print three, mm -hmm. and in this game there are some uh, some different kind of cards. Uh, there is no illustration in in everything, and the illustration makes the uh, uh, the difficulty grows because uh, in Sherlock you have thirty two cards, sixteen of them are relevant to resolve the case, sixteen are not relevant, but everything is true. You need, yeah, you need to have that because, yeah, and yeah, and the the clues are were there in text. Can I open this? Yeah, yeah, that's okay, yeah. for sure. When clues are in text, are very concrete. No, uh, yeah. the um, the writer takes the book and throw it to the to the floor. But when you do in in a picture. You have to know what uh, the clue wants to tell you. Okay, uh, maybe you you see there is a, a writer, or or you didn't see the writer, uh -huh. and he's throwing something to the floor, or or maybe you put your focus in the in the teacup that is in the table. 
So uh, pictures in this in this kind of games makes the difficulty really gross. Good. So I'm just opening up a deck here of Sherlock, and so there's various kinds of cards here. So you've got these are clues. The clues. Those are clues there, and then that's also a clue. Yep. Okay, you got clues, and then you've got. Yeah, this is a picture, okay. and and you don't know what uh, the picture wants to to tell you. It may or may not be. It might may or may not be relevant to what you wanted to yeah. know. I get it. And then more clues. And then this is. So this this gives a fact, but you don't know if it's a true fact or not. Yeah. Wow. Everything is true, but some things are not relevant to solve the case. Oh, with I the, get it. With these cases, this is a, a writing experience quite different. We, we have uh, some book writers doing cases. Uh-huh. And the first you have to do is to make the 16 good cards. So you make a story, you make a, a mystery in 16 cards. And the other 16 have to be uh, second options and you have to close it. Uh, for example, you, you open the option that, um, that the waitress is the assassin, but uh, you have to close it in another cards, uh, put in a alibi yeah. in, in other of the cards. So it's it's a kind of writing very different because yeah. uh, you have the whole story is there, but it's broken in different pieces. Yeah, and that's for a mystery. That's I mean, it's obviously that's a, a mystery game. Yeah. Uh, for example, in the in the murder mystery cases, uh, everyone have a, a public information that have to to introduce to the other player with this public information, and you have a juror concerns and you have your goals in the games that is a full history and what the game do is cross these histories but it's like a, like write a book but with the information of every character separate so it's a, like yeah cute in the cute in an history so it's all this, so it becomes a mystery because you don't you have to, you have to connect the pieces yeah with the game. What, what you do in the game is connect the pieces. So if you are, for example, a professor, you are uh, looking for a, for a tablet, and other players know about this tablet, so you have to find who knows about this and, and make the story and, and yeah, put it and, together. And figure it, and, and then work out. Yep. That it was Professor Green with a candlestick in the uh, study. Yeah. That was, you know, the game Clue. Yeah, but you are the professor, and if you want to go to the, to the, the parlor, take, yeah. you take a card of the of this place, and you see what's in what's inside. I get it. And then, is it? How do you win then on the game of Sherlock? How do you know when you're when it's over? Um, when you have uh, what you do in the game is to choose. It's a competitive uh, a cooperative game. Everyone plays against the, uh, against the game. What you do is to choose what uh, clues are good or not. And you put it like in the crime series, uh -huh. you put it in the, in the table and you read what you think is, uh, is the good clue. And you discard all the others. 
So in the end, you have to make a theory between all players, and you open the rules, and there is a question. There are so there, here's the question. Ten, ten questions here, and you have to answer. Oh wow! So then, it's, with this one, this is the one for yeah. Sherlock, and so it's question you you solve right gives you two points, and every clue you put in the uh, and inside is the, all the solution. Oh, there's a solution. Yeah. Every clue you put that it's irrelevant takes you one point out. So you have to try to not to put uh, a lot of cards on the table, but you have to solve it. So the, the, so the game's tension. over when it's been solved, and then whoever gets the most correct pieces of it, whoever has the most points, then wins? No, we, we get the points, and we see if we are uh, Sherlock Holmes or Microsoft or Lestrade Inspector. But we are a team. We have to solve it. Oh, it's a it. team solving it. So yeah. it's not like you win and I lose. It's like we... No. The game wins we win or, or we lose. Or we mess up and we don't get it. And then once you're done with this, then you've... Once you've played this game, then this one's done and you're ready for the next deck. Yeah. And you can share it with a friend. It's like a book. Yeah. Good. So, so this has sold one and a half million copies. I mean, that's a very, it's one of the best genres for books, mysteries, you know, so that it makes sense that it would do well. So, all right, so we've gone over now what, what you go and like the hard parts on it. So with this game here, it's just a matter of coming up with more stories, use more mysteries. Use, okay, now we're going back to, you know, he's got to figure out how did the dinosaurs go extinct or whatever, yeah. <laughs> the, whatever the mystery is. <laughs> yeah, well, people is uh, buying mysteries and asking for more mysteries. We're going to do more. And, yeah. and there is a lot of people that can create stories for the game. Uh, we have uh, Marty Lucas and Josep Izquierdo that are the, the first uh, doing the game and, and the first Guyanist. Yeah, mm -hmm. But we have more people making stories because uh, oh, every, everyone wanted to make a Sherlock story is welcome and, and the story is not good. Yeah, so on this thing here, so you have your website. We, we have about 15 minutes to go here, but you have your website that's uh, GDM, gdmgames.com. gdmgames.com. So they can go there and then, yeah, because I, I reviewed the website before we, we started speaking. So if somebody does have ideas about a Sherlock story on this, so they would then write to you. Yeah, you can write me that. The, my mail is in the, is in the website, in contact. And yeah, I mean, that's fascinating on that. Again, I know nothing about this. Now, this is a card game. Now, what about board games? How is that different? Uh, just the components. Uh, with the board game, you have more more things to do. The mechanics are sometimes different. Uh, about all board games, we have the yeah we we can do some things in with cards. For example, the the game I say is like chess. Uh, you need a board and you need yeah. some pieces. And but I really like card games because cards are, are very versatile. You can do a lot of things. Uh, with cards, you can put in the, on the on both sides. Uh, you can you can put it. Uh, you can flip the card to represent one thing or not, or, or flip it or put it face down to represent some things. So there this is, is all. This is all like playing cards. Yeah, this, these are playing. This cards. is one kind. So, but that what you're saying is different. 
what you're saying there. So, uh, like this only has on one side, but yeah. you have some cards where one this side would be one thing and the other side would be something else. Yeah, in in Sherlock, uh, the right. real is just uh, right. just a real is some art. But uh, with cards, you can do a lot of things. Oh you, wow! You you can even fold it to. There are some games. Uh, we can fold the cards. cards. And you have to build a kind of like a car castle. Uh, of course, if the game needs more, so you can put a board and you can put some pieces or you can put a, a strings or. Because I see at conventions like Comic Cons, I see, you know, people will line up to buy the pieces, you know, for games, for board games. Yeah, yeah. And they spend a lot of money to buy those pieces. Yeah, two weeks ago, there was a SN fair here in Germany. And there was 200,000 people wanting to buy, and it's, uh, it's crazy. That's totally crazy. And, and in USA, you have Gen Con in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And it, uh, it's impressive. So have I, you I been wouldn't. there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, all right. On, um, so for somebody, are there a lot of gaming companies out there? There's a lot of companies yeah, there's, that... there's a lot. Because I'm very familiar with books. I know with books, there's a million new books a year that are published. How many games are there out there? How many games get created a year? I think for the numbers, it's, it's not... Um, it's not a million. The numbers are very lower than books. Because I'm very <laughs> impressed so. with, the, with the books' numbers. But 2,000 every year, 2,000 new titles every year, it's... Are, are shown in SN Fair. So. Wow. But then you've got some games that are like the top, top, top games. And then, like, so this game here on Sherlock, a million and a half. So that's good, right? Yeah, that's good. That's not the, the best. I know. Uh, you've got some of these. Yeah. Hero Quest, the Shadows of Catan, the Carcassonne, or Double are very good sellers around the world. Yeah. So. I guess on, so when you, when you put together these games, you need to have an author, you need to have an, an artist, you need to have someone that can create. Yeah. So it's somebody else that, that actually creates the mechanics of the game, works out the math and all that stuff. And so not necessarily the same person, it's just... No, in fact, uh, sometimes there aren't. No? The artist uh, goes in, in one way. Uh, I, when I do a, as a publisher, uh, and, and it's a game from another author, so the author makes basically the mechanics. Uh, with the publishing team, we do the, the development. The graphics are done by another... As, yeah, the, usually yeah. the team is... Uh, between six and seven people for the uh, for the artists for for everything oh, for everything so it's a team of six seven people and then as the create so as the creator are you the final say or as the publisher are you the final say on how the cards look and so who's the one that decides that yeah. That's uh, the, the publisher have the final words but I like to show to to everyone and, and and see uh, what uh, everyone thinks. Right. So yeah, okay. it's something to, uh, between all the team. And so, 
Yeah, because I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to conceive this idea because again, the, um, the writers of the future, and for those that aren't familiar with it, that was a contest that was created by L. Ron Hubbard in 1983. And he himself was a very famous writer of science fiction and fantasy in what now is known as the golden age of science fiction. So he started the contest after he released Battlefield Earth. And so we've had upwards of a thousand people that have, have won the contest and then have had the opportunity to uh, have a career launch in as a writer or an artist and so with games and with card games when i when i uh found pack i really wanted to talk to him about this because this is something that we've not addressed but like you said there's that many games a year so that means there's that much need for writers and that much need for artists to be able to contribute and and to be able to uh maybe find that as an industry to be part of. So does someone just go to a website to find out, you know, game designers or how do you, how do you search for this? I, I go to, to fairs and, and I'm in contact with the authors associations. So uh, basically I, I know when in 10 years, I really know a lot of them, but uh, in the website we have a, a form you can fulfill if you have a, a game or you have a history for one of our series. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes we open uh, in social network, we are open to, to receive new prototypes. I'm in charge of one of the, the prototype contest, uh, the biggest in Spain, that is, uh, it's do it uh, with uh, Berkami, that is a crowdfunding platform. We do it together. And yeah, I, I maybe I play test like 300 prototypes in a year. Wow. So then for, I guess there's gaming companies in, in every country. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah. so the biggest countries would be probably United States, Germany. Germany, uh, we sell a lot in Russia. Really? Yeah. Russia, China is a very big, uh, a very big uh, market. market tool. I think it's worldwide. Yeah, and then what you produce in Spain isn't just Spain, it's also Mexico and Central and South America? Yeah, we are, we are selling in Mexico and Chile, Colombia and Bolivia. And maybe from, from Chile, they are distributing to, to other countries. But Chile and Mexico, is a, there's a lot of people playing and, and also Brazil. Yeah, so then, so this this deck here is English. Yeah. So the deck is then is translated into twenty five languages. Twenty five languages. The last one was uh, Ukraine. Was what? Ukraine. That we are we were very happy because uh, they write us uh, months uh, after the the world begins, and they told us, okay, we need a. Uh, we want to do games for, for our country. Our country is going to need uh, people reading and, and playing. And, and I know it's uh, something crazy, but we want to do it. And we put all, uh, all the facilities we can. But, uh, and we're very happy. Yeah, but it, uh, the game is in, in Russian, in China, it's in Japanese, uh, it's in Bulgarian. And, yeah, wow. It's a lot of... This is fascinating because I just 
I so, this isn't a part of my world, you know, but yet it's a big part of our world, you know, so being able to have this and let people know. So the game we've been talking about is um, called Sherlock, and it's basically international. It's sold one and a half million copies, and I highly recommend you check it out. It looks, I love mysteries and thrillers and stuff like this, and I have a person I want to introduce you to, which I'll do later on. He's, he runs a magazine, a mystery magazine called The Strand, and it's, it's one of the biggest mystery magazines, at least in America. I know the magazine. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. good, yeah. So I want to introduce, do you know him, the, the publisher? No. Good. No, so I, want, I just know that. I want to introduce yeah. you to him because this, this might be something he'd be very interested in talking about in his magazine, which would obviously help um, get you more known in the United States. But anyway, so this is, you can get these cards, what, on Amazon? Or how do you, how do you find the cards? Or Game Shop, or uh, I think in the USA, in Walmart, you can find it, or, or some big chains. Wow. But I prefer always people go to buy to, to small shops, to game shops. I, I understand. That, that totally makes sense. But if somebody, you know, wants to check it out, you know, they're not gamers particularly, but they like the idea of solving mysteries. This would be a fun thing because... I used to play Clue a lot, you know. It's not nearly as as advanced as this. Yeah, it's something similar, but Cluedo is a uh, is more a deduction game, and you yeah. are not really solving. Here is yeah, it's, no, that's what I'm real. saying. It's, it's it's this yeah, is but, way better. Yeah, but Cluedo is a uh, is also a good game. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for a long time. Well, good. Well, thank you very much. And um, again, I'm very glad we were able to uh, have a talk here and. I want to thank everybody here who's um, been listening. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've also been syndicated on the United Public Radio Network where you can find these podcasts as well. Writers of the Future series can be purchased wherever books are sold in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, and South Africa, and available everywhere via Amazon. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elwin Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. And I also really want to thank Carnation as our sponsor. They've been with us, or we've been with them, whichever perspective you got on this for the last couple of years, and I really appreciate their support. And if you're not familiar with Carnation products, they make amazing milk products. Yeah, so just check them out if you've not been familiar with them. And again, thank you very much, Pac. Thank you.